Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. This is the John Oakley Show podcast. On another matter here, I just wanted to start because, you know, when we talk about uh, where the economy is headed and housing is a large part of the economy in this country, certainly has been recently. uh, There's talk of there being a uh, return to the heady days of, say, 2017 in the Toronto market, at least. And uh, a froth may ensue because of the lowering of interest rates, the basis points that uh, were dropped late last week, I guess uh, 50 basis points in the anticipation in April. That would be uh, furthered by another 25 basis points, if not more, going out. So what does that all mean for the housing market? Let's find out. Phil Soper is back with us, the CEO of Royal Page. Phil, good to have you back on the Oakley Show. Good afternoon. Uh, good to be on, John. So uh, what do we make of the market then? In these days going forward, the interest rate cut, uh, something that might, again, stoke the market for, I don't know, a higher prices seen? Yeah, you know, we've got, uh, well, it's a real push-me-pull-me kind of year. Uh, I, you know, we built our forecast just a few weeks ago. You know, it was December. It's time to look out ahead. We didn't anticipate a 50 base point cut, of course. We didn't anticipate relaxing of the federal a stress test for qualifying for mortgages. And on the other side of the equation, we certainly didn't anticipate a an oil shock like we've seen to the economy uh, or the uh, coronavirus uh, scare and the way it's rocking markets. So it has been a bad year for forecasters, but a good year for real estate so far. All right. Uh, is it a good year for the sellers in real estate? Uh, buyers may not be as bullish. Yeah, I mean, I'll give you just a a handful of numbers. First of all, your listeners will recall, because we've talked about this before, that 2018 and 19 were pretty significant corrections uh, countrywide, particularly in BC and Ontario. By corrections, I mean the market uh, after uh, heading up a little too strongly it changes course. And we had sales way off in 18 and 19. It started to come back uh, the latter half of last year, having adjusted to the stress test. Uh, But we hit the ground uh, really running hard this year. Uh, So Toronto sales year over year last month were up 46%. Give you just a few other numbers. Vancouver is up 45, Calgary up 23 uh, Montreal up 28. So these are not normal numbers. This is um, this is really this is pent up demand from uh, that two year market correction we just went through. All right. So if sales are up appreciably, uh, but what's supply doing? Is it staying uh, relative to uh, the number? Because I mean, the supply and demand laws that we've cited every time we talk uh, means that if there's not as much demand to meet. Uh, or as much supply to meet the demand, the prices go through the roof. Yeah, unfortunately, supply is actually falling. And it's it's because we have more people buying than, than, are, than new properties coming available for sale, whether they're new construction or rental or uh, resale homes. All the categories aren't able to 
keep up with this surge in demand. So supply is uh, tightening up right across the country, and no place is it tighter and more imbalanced uh, right now than in the GTA. Again, with Phil Soper, the CEO of Royal LePage, on the real estate landscape, because, of course, the uh, 50 basis points shaved off uh, the rates, impacting mortgages, another 25 perhaps in April. Uh, what do you hear on that, by the way? You think that's pretty much a given now, given where the markets have gone and uh, geopolitics and all the rest, another 25 coming off next month? Well, it could. You know, we priced a single 25 basis point uh, decline in the first uh, half of the year into our forecast in December, and we've already seen 50. So these, what could keep the bank from moving in that direction is if they see uh, unemployment steady, so if they don't see the big uh, layoffs, uh, if they see the economy is managing the, the coronavirus uh, scare and the oil shock, if they see the economy is managing itself well, they may look at the housing numbers and say, it's a little frothy. We don't want to throw more stimulus at this market with further rate cuts, uh, so we're going to hold off for now. But if there is a turn for the worst, if we do see um, some bad economic news, uh, not just scares, but actual layoffs and, 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 and damaging uh, impacts to the economy, then I think uh, you're probably your prognosis is right, and we'd probably see more more monetary action. Phil, is there a risk of a lot of people taking on too much debt now when the rates go down so low? I'm not generally worried about debt in Canada because of a couple of reasons. One, most debt in Canada is um, real estate secured or property secured. In other words, they're mortgages at very low interest rates as opposed to revolving credit, that evil credit card style debt. Uh, that's actually declined uh, since a decade ago, you know, the uh, financial system crash. And our default rate on mortgages is, is, is very, very low. It's a tightly, tightly managed uh, financial system. It's less than one quarter of 1%, record low level of uh, defaults on mortgages, something like uh, 11 times higher in the U.S. than here. So we... Typically, when you see an issue, a real issue to be worried about with debt, you start see, seeing people default on that debt. And it's just not having, happening in Canada. Now, we'll tick up in our oil-producing provinces, no doubt about that, unless this drop in oil prices is, uh, is uh, very temporary. But if, it, if we've uh, truly lost a third of the value of the commodity they produce that runs their economy, and, and produces, I think it's a good 10% of GDP nationally, uh, then we're, yeah, we're going to see a, a tick up in, in local regions, but not in, the, not in Ontario. Yeah, what percentage is housing of the GDP, by the way? It's a, it's a good question, and they don't break it out just by housing. Real estate overall, but that includes commercial real estate, is the largest subsector of the economy, has been, uh, for about six years now, so that would be that would be multis, you know, the uh, big condominium or rentals, um, detached homes, and commercial real estate. So it's it's a very important part of the economy. 
So let me ask you then, finally, you mentioned condos. Uh, I see where condos have gone up appreciably in price year over year in Toronto. Like, uh, Let's just break it out very quickly. Give us a snapshot of what's taking place now and in the foreseeable future. Uh, Toronto real estate prices, or regionally anyway, uh, certain pockets that are going to do better than others. How would you assess it? Yeah, you know what? We saw a spike in prices in February. Overall, the market's up 17%. Prices are up 17%, which obviously isn't, a healthy number. We like to see single-digit rises slow, steady over time. That's a spike. Again, that's a reaction to two very slow, slow years and that pent-up demand. Uh, it's fairly well spread across the suburbs and in the city. Um, it, it won't hold on to that number. At least we hope not. Uh, our expectations is it'll it'll uh, dip down into the single digits again. As the as some more supply comes on in the in the spring, uh, right now we've got early demand and the spring market's just just now getting underway. But yeah, out of the gates, very very hot and and uh, uncomfortably high year over year prices. Yeah, well, some people who have invested in condos, I know some offshore money too, uh, likes to come into the safe haven. Uh, it's really been a boon to those people who bought condos several years back, right? Yep, it, it's true. It's, uh, you know, if you look around the world, there's a few places you'd rather be or invest, uh, have invested in, in housing than, uh, than Canada. And even though people feel housing in Toronto is expensive, when you compare it to European housing or uh, Asian housing, big cities around the world, we're right in the middle of the pack. We're, we're, literally just a middle a middle city in terms of uh, the, the cost of uh, housing here compared to places like uh, you know Paris or Rome or, or other European cities or or Beijing uh, uh, Singapore that sort of thing right and so uh, bang for buck where's the best real estate buy in the country I'd have to say the best buy for the major cities is Calgary. But Best Buy means you get the most sort of for the size and the sophistication, if you will, of the city. doesn't necessarily mean the best investment. Right. Um, the uh, Calgary jumped ahead of Vancouver and Toronto and is now the number fourth most livable city in the world. Um, I think Toronto's sixth and Vancouver's seventh. And there's no American cities in the in the top 20, just to put it in perspective. I think the top American cities, Honolulu, at 21, uh, 21th position, and, and we know it's like 3,000 miles out in the Pacific trying desperately to swim away from Trump's America, but that's another story altogether. So, yeah, I'd say for the big world-class cities, Calgary's a, you get a lot of bang for buck. If you want actual bang for buck, I'd, I'd go to Moncton. Moncton, okay, yeah. all right. right. On the ocean, it's beautiful, and you can get you can get eleven of the benchmark roll a, roll a page uh, two story homes in Moncton for the price of one in Vancouver. Wow! All right, eleven. Uh, <laughs> there you go. Set up a whole community under yourself, Phil. It's always a pleasure. Thanks a lot. Hey, thanks, John. Bye bye. Phil Soper, CEO of Royal LePage on the real estate front. Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio.